Hello, and welcome back to Marketing Tip Tea Time at 222. I'm your host, Aaron Zimola, and today we have a very special musical guest, Mary Claxton, who also is part of the musical groups Trash Cat and The Burrows. Please enjoy. Said it's only a paper moon Sailing over a cardboard scene But it wouldn't be make-believe If you believed In me said it's only a paper moon Sailing over a cardboard scene pretty awesome yeah I really I really like that snare drum technique at the beginning with those brushes yeah like the, the technique you're like yeah that was great it's around yeah how how are you Mary I'm doing great now that my technique's been complimented on this Friday yeah. afternoon oh it was great. and this was from your mass your master recital is this is a clip from that yeah. correct yep and that just Finishing happened up. Yeah, um, just a couple huh. weeks ago. Um, so it's a really strange time for everyone who's in school. Um, I'm just, you know, kind of finishing up on top of uh, work. Um, right. But yeah, you know, doing the recital that with the digital elements was kind of a fun way to um, encapsulate the moment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, that what I thought was awesome is the way that you were able to. If, if you're watching this, everyone at home, and you're like, "Are is that? Are those two Mary Claxtons?" Yes. <laughs> Not only was she singing, but she was also uh, doing the percussion there. She was 
playing the kit. So uh, that's pretty cool that you have all of these instruments that you can play and you are able to do it with technology where that you were doing multiple things. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I learned how to use Final Cut in one week, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> the, the Pro version? Final Cut Pro? Oh, yeah. Oh, Final boy. That's, that's, uh, Final Cut Professional. That's tough. Well, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I've been trying to learn that for uh, a couple of years now, and I can say that I'm pretty terrible at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's amazing. Um, what else do you have going on? Uh, Mary, she actually used to be my AP bio teacher for a little bit, everyone, in case I call her Mrs. Claxton on accident. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she, she does a lot, and, and we loved having you, having you on the show. And I just want to know, what, what else do you have going on right now? Sure, I'll just highlight a, a couple of different things. Um, the Burroughs are going to be releasing new music uh, starting in um, late April, early May. Um, we have four new tunes that we're going to be kind of slowly releasing and I'm really excited for people to hear them. Um, all of our socials are, uh, the Burroughs soul. Um, so if you want to, you know, keep an eye out for those, um, trash cat, you know, we've been working on scoring this kid's cartoon. Um, oh. and so I'm really excited about that. It's like a pre-K, you know, learn about eating vegetables and ABCs kind of thing. Um, and we're also going to just be doing an, an album uh, that'll probably come out at the end of the year. Um, and I did just want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Burroughs, you know, in this last summer um, and a bunch of other bands too. Um, and with the help of Phil, uh, did a fundraiser um, for music in Greeley schools and um, so now there's like yep. two over 250 ukuleles that um, kids have and they're playing and the teachers, you know, were able to get some professional development. And um, wow. so, yeah, that's just a handful of things going on. Keeping that's it, fantastic. Wow. Keeping it rolling. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being our musical guest today. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We loved having your music and you on our show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And now we're going to pivot to Jason. Our guest for the show today, Jason Evenson. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, so Jason Evenson, he's a manager of cultural affairs at, <clears throat> at the at, uh, Union Colony Civic Center at, at the city of Greeley. Uh, basically, Jason oversees operations at the UCCC, Aaron calls that the UCCCCC. Yeah, I joking around with a lot of C's. many C's in there. But uh, <laughs> great venue, um, performing arts venue uh, in Greeley that is owned and operated by the city of Greeley. Built in 1988, the UCCC is home to two performance venues: the Monfort Concert Hall, which seats 1,686, and Hensel Phelps Theater, which seats 214. So we're going to talk about how musicians should really pitch themselves to large venues and what kind and what kinds of media and media kits that a venue expects. Exactly. But so first, before we hop into that, well, let's pull Jason up real quick. Yes. So let's bring Jason in. Jason, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of Marketing Tip Tea Time. 
and being a guest on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. So, oh, Jason, Jason recommended a vanilla, is it rooibos? Rooibos. Yeah. Rooibos tea. Uh, so that's what we are sipping on today. However, uh, we sent out the tea a little too late, even though it was uh, priority shipping, and it has not gotten to Jason yet. Well, so. Long story short, it'll be there at three, so he will it'll, enjoy his tea about thirty minutes after. It, it'll show. be there <laughs> right as the show ends. <laughs> that's so, perfect. That's our bad. But he does have tea, so so Jason covered us. So you know he works in showbiz. He knows how it works. <laughs> the show must go on. Next report, Mike. It must go on. Um, you know, we're going to dive into to some of these questions, and for any of you audience members, if you have some extra questions, we'll try and squeak them in, just in case you have something that's relevant. And uh, again, we've worked with Jason before. He, he's a great guy. He does a lot for our city, a lot for the Union Colony Civic Center. It's a huge venue. And, and if you haven't heard of it, I mean, we're, they're pulling in large acts. We're talking Gabriel Iglesias. We're talking Rent, uh, Melissa Etheridge. These are all different acts that have been there. So this is actually a, a large performance venue, and it's one of the lar- it might be the largest one in our kind of track up like north, basically of Denver. Um, it, it's big, and we're so appreciative to have it in our city in Greeley, and we're so appreciative for people like Jason to keep things moving smoothly. So I just want to. Some people might think, oh, Greeley, like they they probably do. they do they do have a venue that's worth it. So, <laughs> so Jason has a lot of great information. Um, and, you know, I just kind of want to know, what's, what's your educational background? Uh, well, I grew up um, in Fort Collins and started learning my craft at the Lincoln Center in Fort Collins. Um, started my own production company years ago. Um, and then uh, through several of the contacts that I had, um, developed some relationship, relationships at the UCCC and got... Uh, Started out backstage there in the technical theater industry, and then about eight years ago transitioned into a leadership role with the city as well. well. I had I had no idea actually. <laughs> actually, that was brand new information for me. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was that was a kind of coming up from the bottom, and then and then getting just getting in the weeds and growing that way. That that is cool. Um, exactly. That is different than I think probably most people's experience who have a leadership role. Uh, It's definitely uh, the non-traditional way to to come to a leadership role or or an executive role. Um, And it's definitely, I I did a little bit of education in my time, uh, much like Miss Claxton, who preceded me there, um, worked in the education field for a little while as well, teaching technical theater. So I always told my students, don't follow my path. It's the hard way to do it. Finish your education. And then go, you know, go do what you love, but, but finish that education first. Wow. Right. That's amazing. So that, is, that is cool that you worked from the ground up, and I'm sure that's, that's even more rewarding, yeah. making it to where you're at now. Definitely. It certainly helps so. when we have uh, challenges uh, with certain acts, you know, having been there, having been in the weeds with, with whatever the potential issues are, having knowing what the, the staff are going through, what the t- tech team or the front of house staff, whatever the issues may be, you know, I've, I've kind of lived it, lived all the different aspects. So it certainly gives a different perspective, as well as having been out on tour for a while as well. So, um, wow. you know, I know what the touring acts are going through as well when they're 
when they're griping about whatever the whatever the current you know complaint of the day is. So. Yep, exactly. Right. That's awesome. It, it's I think it's really important for people in leadership positions to have had some of that experience, though, because I do know that even in the music industry, lots of people here complaints that oh well you know their management their leadership they haven't gone through the stuff that we go through but you've been through it so that is really admirable yeah and also seems super valuable yep so jason so many ads have visited the ucc and colony civic center including gabriel iglesias one of my favorite comedians actually love that guy (laughs) um rent melissa etheridge and many more so what do you look for when signing acts to come to perform? What, what are the certain things you look out for? Sure. So frequently what we're looking for um, at the Civic Center is a good blend of entertainment. Um, so we want to try to have a little bit of something for everyone um, as, as we're building a, a semester's worth of entertainment for our community. So. We're looking to have a little bit of lots of different genres of music. We want to make sure we've got um, something, you know, movement based, whether that's dance or a circus or something else. Um, We want to make sure we have some things for all the different age ranges um, and try to dip into some new cultural experiences for people as well. Um, Being a a community center um, and a center for cultural excellence. So. Um, but we get pitches from, from the broad spectrum of different entertainment that's out there as well. So that's, uh, that's what keeps it interesting, um, at our seats is seeing the wide variety of of options that we have to choose from. And we want to do that as well in balance with knowing that we've got a lot of homegrown talent right here in Northern Colorado and in Greeley itself. So um, when you contacted me and wanted to talk about that, I thought it was an interesting and uh, important aspect to talk about um, to grow some of our local talent and say, hey, here's here's how to do it well and so that you can grow your career um, much like the boroughs are currently doing all across uh, Northern Colorado and then now branching into the entire United States. That's, I mean, yeah, that, that is so important. I think that growing that kind of homegrown talent and giving them an opportunity. So, you know, let's say that there's some homegrown talent who's pitching themselves. What, what are the kind of things you look for in a media kit to say, oh, that, that is legitimate or we're going to have to pass on that because it doesn't meet these requirements. Sure. Um, so we're looking for a lot of different things and we look for a blend of where we're going to advertise and how we're going to put out the word to sell the tickets for the, each of the different types of performances that we have. And so we're looking for elements in their media kits that can serve all those different media types. So we're going to look for high quality photos, um, really high resolution photos that we can use in, um, say, a printed brochure. And that's a different kind of photo than we're going to need to put up in a social media post. Um, And that's a different kind of media or a different kind of photo or image that we're going to need if we're going to run it in, say, a newspaper. Those are all different qualities of photos. So we've got to have lots of different photos. We need to have photos in different orientations. We need to have them in landscape, Mm -hmm. portrait, and we need to have we need to have the ability to crop things. 
Um, and so frequently artists or, or groups will say, well, here's our photo. And it'll be one static head shot. <laughs> we'll say, okay, right. this isn't gonna work. And then it's 100 by 100 pixels. Yeah, exactly. And so I say, well, that's great, but it's going to look like a postage stamp when I print my giant brochure, you know, that's eight and a half by 11. Um, And that's not going to show off what you want to show off about your band. So I know it's expensive. I know it's time consuming. But if you're going to be a legitimate band and you're going to be out there or a legitimate act of any kind, take some time, invest in some of those um, elements. Then when we start talking about advertising and promotion across broader mediums, now we get into being able to utilize video uh, through social media, through links on our website, um, to um, say maybe even a YouTube or a Vimeo type uh, clip. So being able to to not just show people a static image, but to give them a sample of what they're going to experience, it might draw in you know, additional ticket buyers that originally wouldn't have considered coming to that type of event. And they might watch that short clip and be engaged. Yeah. So that makes a difference. This is kind of a, this isn't in our questions, but just in relation to that, how much does the social media of the performer matter like if you were to go there and see they haven't posted in a year and they have two followers does that play into your decisions um i would say it's going to depend on how they make their pitch to us um so if the performer is reaching out to us and saying hey we're you know just starting to break into your market and we start to do some of our digging you know that sort of that sort of investigation is going to back up their statement of they're just right. starting to break. Okay, yeah, that, that backs it up. If they say, yeah, we've been going strong for years, and we go and we find kind of, you know, a big lag in, in that yeah. information. The other thing that we so, typically do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, go ahead. Yeah. I don't so. Wanna... The other thing that we'll typically do, um, frequently people will send us what, what in the industry is referred to as a sizzle reel. You know, it's their best of, you know, a bunch of yes. little, really strong clips linked together. Okay, that, that's your best material. But what I want to see is what are you maybe not so proud of? So we'll go and we'll do a little bit of digging and we'll find some of, you know, kind of yes. what did people shoot, you know, and post on social media, you know. So... I want to see maybe what your how you handled that not so shining moment. You know, when somebody jumped right. up on stage and interrupted your act, did you react professionally and responsibly, or yeah, did you did you cause a scene or or you know react irresponsibly? And so that's that's that the kind sense. of performers that we want to be engaging with is the people who who are professional all the way through because we all know unexpected things happen. Some you know, yep. and we don't think they're going to happen in Greeley, but. We want to we want to make sure that we're dealing with professionals at all times, right? And so then, pretty much then it comes down to honesty. How you portray yourself as being really how popular you are and who you are is kind of the big factor there. It sounds like if you do some research and it doesn't match up, that's a red flag. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're open and honest with with presenters, they're they're going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly. Um, we. We have networks of, of us that, that interface and we'll reach out if we haven't heard of 
an act before and will say, hmm, we haven't heard of this before. Has anybody else in this network heard of these people? Oh, yeah, they were in my office the other day telling me the exact same story. So we're going to know kind of who you've been talking to in the in the region, and we're, we're going to probably piece things together pretty quickly. So if you're telling different stories in different markets, it's going to come up pretty quickly. That's some really valuable information. Uh, we call it spilling the secret sauce, and that has happened <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. That's fantastic. It pays to be honest. It does. It does. Everywhere it in does. the world. Absolutely. So uh, when musical acts, when they're pitching themselves, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see them make in this pitching process? Sure. One of my biggest pet peeves is when they show up at our office without an appointment. Um, and they expect to talk to somebody right then. So right. Um, try to set up in a meeting in advance. Um, make sure you're talking to the right person. So I, I know frequently people feel like um, the administrative staff are put there as a barrier, but they can really be your your ticket to the right um, approach. You know, ask them lots of questions. Who does who does the booking? Who who vets the acts for your venue? You know, how do I get an appointment with them? How do I get in touch with them? Would it be helpful for me to send materials in advance before I contact them? Um, the more you can treat it like a professional interaction and experience, the more respect you're going to get from the venue. Don't show up without an appointment. Don't call and make demands. They're, you know, everybody's busy. They'll, if it's their job, they'll make time. They, they want to find some of these new and exciting things. Um, and then be respectful. If you've told them it's going to take 15 minutes, don't take 40. Um, you know, they probably slotted in the amount of time. So um, be respectful of their time once you have that appointment. Come prepared. Um, know what you're going to ask and know what your, you know, know where your price points are so that you know, you know, what, what your negotiating points are at least to begin with. That is a great segue into our last question. How does pricing then work in a large venue? So it's, it's going to vary venue by venue, I would think. Um, you're going to, at the Civic Center, we have a lot of different options available to us. Um, and it's going to kind of depend on what works for the artist as well as what works for the, uh, the venue. So most of our acts want just a flat rate. They want to be guaranteed a specific amount of money, no matter how many tickets I sell. If I sell one ticket or if I sell out all, you know, 1,600 of them, they're going to make the same amount of money. Now that puts all the risk on me. So I'm going to probably try to negotiate that flat rate as low as I possibly can. Um, right. And, you know, and then I'm going to be responsible for making sure that the media mix and the marketing and that the ticket price is set appropriately for what we think we can sell as far as the number of tickets. If they're willing to take on some of that risk and say we, you know, in our research, we find out that they do have a very strong social media account and a lot of, you know, recent um, support in the area. Now, support in the area is extremely different than overplaying a market. Um, but right. if they've got a lot of fans in the area, and they have yet to play or they have a brand new album coming out that makes sense for them to be playing a brand new um, performance during that time period, then 
you know, if they're willing to take on some of that risk, maybe we split part of the ticket sales. So they get a smaller guarantee or they get a split of the ticket sales or a, a split after a specific profit point um, or they get okay. a bump after a specific pro profit point. Um, so it's a way for them to really engage with their fans and really try to drive some sales of their own because there's some profit and some bonus in it for them. Um, because as a presenter, I want the performer to be as, you know, successful as, as we are, because we want them to be right. there when we, when we want to have them back again for a performance later. So it sounds like having done all that research beforehand by, by the group is so important to have that pricing pitch, to have that media kit. It's all got to be already well-researched. Certainly, I need the media kit essentially right around when I'm signing the contract um, because our preparations for the Civic Center happen months in advance. We're, we're putting together our media plans and our buys very early on um, because of the timing of, you know, just how everything at the city links together. So um, knowing your price point, knowing that you'll be able to have the media stuff by the time that we're going to need it, which is, you know, essentially at contract signing or just after. So. Wow. I think that was uh, an interesting point, too, when you mentioned that when, when talent is pitching themselves and they want to be paid a flat rate, that they're not incurring any risk with that yeah. as opposed to other uh, payment methods, right? That you're incurring all the risk and that they should yeah. keep that in mind when negotiating that, okay, like I'm taking no risk here at all, you know, be, be willing to work with, with the different venues because mm -hmm. in that case, if you're the talent, you're not incurring any risk. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a super valuable point. Well, I know that you've got to get running here, Jason. He's a very, very busy man, and we may have gone a, f a few minutes over. Um, but thank you so much. We enjoyed our tea. We hope you enjoy yours <laughs> when it arrives in 10 minutes. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, who has been watching our Music March Marketing Tip Tea Time. Shout out to Connor Shaw once again, who is the person who um, basically gave us the inspiration for this. And thank you to all of our musical acts so far and all of the interviewees that we've had on the show. Next week is Soon He Newbold, who is a world renowned composer and violinist and actress and she will be joining us with artist Nick Nelson so thank you everyone we hope you enjoy tea vanilla rooibos is very very good very delicious very good and until next time thanks for joining us thank you thank you so much Jason Nostra V cheers cheers